lots and lots of spoilers. Max and I have been traveling the wastelands of this battered, chapped planet of ours. It's ten past the evil robot rampage and there's barely a multiplex left open. Ah, they're ahead. I see a bright light, a, a screen with flickering images. It seems to be calling to me, beckoning, pleading that I take in its message and, perhaps with a bit of luck, change the course of humanity itself. Oh, if only I can get closer before my android oppressors catch me and turn me into joint lube. Wait, wait. That message. It's... It's coming clearer. It's... It's Max Mike Movies! This is it, the last entry in our miniseries. Focus on... Don Cusack! His has been an interesting career, and though we've just taken tiny slices of it, I think we can all say that we've taken tiny slices of it. Yep. This week, Singularity is under the microscope. One of Cusack's most recent films, it isn't exactly the most Cusack we've seen in <laughs> Is this a hint of what's to come, or just a little side bet lost somewhere? On my right, the AI with all the answers, Max Dynomut Levine. Bark twice for no, Max. I need more joint lube. Oh, dear. I'm going to have to render you down. <laughs> and me, I am the fum to his fi, Mike Tweaky Loose. Before this gets out of hand... <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's get out of here. Before this gets out of hand, let's get to the poll question and your answers therein. Your favorite poll. Question. Last week, we asked you what movies had a soundtrack so good you had to run out and buy, stream, or whatever you kids do today. Right away. You had some really great answers. Becca Pelkey was first with Empire Records. Hmm. Also, the first CD I ever owned was hmm. Young Guns 2. End quote. Yeah. Damn the man. Thanks, Becca. Save the Empire. Benjamin Schleiss offered, quote, Maverick. There are some great songs, plus they have a version of Amazing Grace in it that I like. Though you do have to like country. The other one was Daredevil, the Ben Affleck one. Granted, the movie isn't that good, but the soundtrack is, end quote. And mm. there's um, an emoji that I'm going to interpret as meaning choice, so mm. the soundtrack is choice. I okay. Guess. Thanks, Ben. Ian Coleman's list was, quote, Blade Runner, Vangelis, end quote. Agreed. Hmm. Thanks, Ian. Regan McStravick, totally not my cousin, posted, quote, so many films in the 80s and 90s were practically music videos, even though they weren't musicals. Flashdance, Footloose, Top Gun, Dirty Dancing, most of the John Hughes films. It's a very long list. Rocky Horror certainly has a soundtrack worth buying, although that really is starting to get into the musical category, end mm. quote. I'd agree that Rocky yeah. is indeed a musical. Yeah. Still, thanks, Regan. Val Coons, totally not my sister except when she is, wrote, quote, I don't think I've ever bought a movie soundtrack that wasn't a musical, but I do remember that The Big Chill had a great list and mm. Love Actually, Top Gun, A Knight's Tale, and of course The Graduate. Mm. And Spinal Tap and A Mighty Wind if they aren't considered musicals, end quote. Mm. I'd say they more like, weren't. I'd say they're more concert films. Yeah. I'd say they weren't, but who am I? Your brother? <laughs> Thanks, Val. Ed Shields once again wrote Streets of Fire. Huh. End quote. Apparently he was serious, but he will not stop until I see that film. <laughs> Thanks, Ed. Adam Mark went a bit more orchestral with, quote, Pretty Woman, 13 Going on 30, The Godfather, Patton, and Jurassic Park, end quote. Wow, our first John Williams mm. mentioned. Thanks, Adam. Yeah. Tyler Stewart gives us three. The original Suspiria, Constantine, and De Lovely, which he notes has great huh. covers of Cole Porter songs. Thanks, oh. Tyler. The Suspiria? I would not have gone there. Yeah. Apparently he did. At least the original one. I guess it got remade. Yeah. Ah. Oh, it must be with uh, Nicolas Cage. Amber Stevens' list included... Oh, they're, all, they're all witches! Oh, not the bees! Um, Amber Stevens' list included Forrest Gump, St. Elmo's Fire, mm. The Last Waltz, Purple Rain. Okay, I'm, mm. I missed that one. The Crow and Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Oh, great, that's a good one. Great list. Thanks, Amber. Mm. Kelly Cooper said, quote, Not yet mentioned... Ferris Bueller's Day Off, huh. Donnie Darko, Baby Driver, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, mm. Guardians of the Galaxy, Pump Up the Volume, ah. and the Jungle Book animated cartoon version. <laughs> End quote. Animated version indeed. Mm. I don't believe there was another kind, was there? No, there was not. <laughs> and damned good list, too. Thanks, Kelly. Javi Carl had a bit to say with, quote, The Rock, and I think he means the movie, not the actor. Oh. Hans Zimmer's now ubiquitous sound was new. It's kind of a silly movie in many ways, an alternate universe James Bond and others, but Bruckheimer, Bay, and Zimmer hit a note, if you'll pardon the pun. 
deep in the America ethos was inspiring the way that Rocky or Chariots of Fire themes are. Had to have it, end quote. I thought it was an interesting movie when, you know, Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery try to break into Dwayne Johnson. I don't think you... I think, I'm almost sure that was what it was. What drugs are you on? Uh, and let me have some. <laughs> I don't know. There are all these colors. Ooh, those are Skittles. <laughs> those are yeah. some big names to swing about indeed. Thanks, mm. Javi. Keep your Skittles to yourself, especially those brown ones. Jess Miller came in with, quote, Empire Records, save the Empire. Guardians of the Galaxy, The Crow, I still listen to the soundtrack regularly, end quote. Hmm. Another for Empire and The Crow. Thanks, sweetie honey pumpkin. (laughs) She knows what I mean. Sweetie honey pumpkin. (laughs) I don't play favorites. Steve Harvey offered, quote, Diva and Betty Blue, end quote. Ooh, heading into some international waters. Thanks, Steve. Buzz Her had another little list. Quote, Man in the Iron Mask, Top Gun, Independence Day, Patton, Dr. Zhivago, Cleopatra, end quote. That's some classic stuff in there, Buzz. Thanks. Mm. Geneva Brunetti's list was no less impressive. Quote, Wicker Park, The Kingdom, Royal Tenenbaums, Moneyball, Moneyball? Beetlejuice, yeah. Garden State, and Guardians of the Galaxy. I think we're winning oh. on Guardians of the Galaxy. It seems to be pulling one, out ahead there. Quote. Uh, thanks, Jenny. But well, to be fair, yeah. the whole movie is based entirely on a mixtape. So. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Reisman slides in one that was strangely overlooked till now. Quote, The Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. It's oh. a masterpiece. End quote. Hmm. Indeed. Thanks, Matt. Nick Gasparoni, last on the Facebook page, posted, quote, I like orchestral the most. My favorite Zimmer soundtrack is Inception, although Dune and Interstellar are just as well-crafted. I'm guessing he means the newest Dune, not the, mm. the uh, Lynch Dune. Williams is notorious for his many great thematic soundtracks. From his, I'd highlight Home Alone. <laughs> Howard Shore. What? That's what he says. Okay. Howard Shore, of course, did masterful work mm. on the LOTR trilogy. I'll add a few others. The Incredibles, really good soundtrack. Huh. The Social Network and Don't Look Up, end quote. Mm. Great insight. Thanks, Nick. Mm. And uh, kind of a surprise. I think we actually got Jurassic Park earlier with Adam, but surprised yeah. that there weren't any Star Wars on the list. Yeah, no, yeah, no, Johnny, no Johnny Williams Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, or Superman or Indiana yeah. Jones. But hey, there you go. Moving over to the website, we have good old Vince with, quote, Whenever I think of a killer soundtrack, I think of Run, Lola, Run. The music propels the film forward and through its unconventional plot line and gets you revved up with a dance beat that never lets up. The film itself is pretty awesome and visual, but anyone can easily put in the DVD and just listen to it, end quote. Thanks a lot, as always, oh snowy friend to the north. What about you, Max? Any soundtracks that just leapt into your hands while leaving the theater? Uh, honestly, uh, one person or did mention it. For me, it was Pump Up the Volume, mm. because quite honestly, that was my introduction to Leonard Cohn. I didn't. I had heard, maybe had heard. I think first we take Manhattan, but I had never heard. Everybody knows. Yeah. And when I heard that 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 had both that and Hi Dad, I'm in jail. <laughs> I, I had to get the soundtrack. Yeah, Pump Up the Volume. It's. I think a lot of people somehow don't know about that mm. film or forgot about it. See our review of Pump Up the Volume. Indeed. I really like that yeah. film, and music is central to what's going on in the <laughs> plot. I actually do like films where the music is woven logically. Mm. Um, although, the, it's like the music's another character in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's definitely part of the setting, and it's integral to what's going on. Just throwing a bunch of songs, mm-hmm. eh, not so much. I, I, kinda, I also kind of like the soundtrack for Juno, although it's a very different... Uh, different tone oh yeah really mm-hmm. indie yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. There are a lot of indie kind of mopey rock but uh oh, or as we call it schlep rock schlep rock yes wowsy <laughs> <laughs> wowsy so, what about what about you what what's the soundtracks that leap into your mind besides star wars apparently as uh, you brought up yeah and to be fair um i did have the star wars soundtrack and i listened to it a lot but i want to go with uh, magnolia um, so uh, Magnolia Reef Ah, Magnolias. <laughs> no, not the... Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Amy Mann, because just like The Graduate, which somebody mentioned, I think my mm-hmm. sister did, um, there's one person doing all the songs, mm. and it's a really interesting choice, and when done well, and it's not done often, mm. I think it really adds, almost like you said, like a character. Um, I'm also a big Blade Runner fan, and for those who like electronic music, I really like the soundtrack to Andromeda Strain. Mm. Um, it's weird, but I like it. Uh, and Ferris Bueller. I mean, Ferris, Ferris yeah. Bueller has a great soundtrack. Um, oh, yeah. Boom, 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 bo
Yeah, so that was a, a gr really a great set yeah. of well thought out answers, as Rick, always. Really made you think. We love getting them from you folks. They Thank brighten you so much. Uh, but help us out again, won't yeah. you? And this time, it's extra special as it will directly feed into our special mm. 200th episode. Dear 200th God. 200th episode. 200th episode. That's like more than four. Yes. Max, uh, counting is uh, not good. Counting hard. Yeah, right. Well, it's hard. To, I don't have my blocks. We'll get them later oh. when you're done with the show. Promise? Yes. Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite filmic representation of the Batman? That's right. Batman. Batman will die tonight. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, they start in 1943 mm. and continue on till this day. Remember, your favorite filmic representation yeah, of Batman. Mo yeah, as in theatric well, theatrical release, movie, you know. Cartoon. Yeah, car yeah cartoon, I guess. Because maybe that you think the Batman has been best shown in animation. Yeah, I don't know. entirely but possible. But yeah. you let us know. <laughs> and remember, my parents are dead. Jen, are you using fabric softener? <laughs> okay, uh, let us know in the usual way, but I guess, um, I guess I can't delay any longer. Yeah. Let's get going with... Singularity. Yeah. The show. Budget. This can't be right. A hundred thousand dollars. I think that's entirely right. Uh, the take. Eighty-six thousand dollars. I would not have been surprised if you just said eighty-six dollars. See, if this is true, and I highly doubt it is, this means Cusack did his bit for something like five thousand dollars. He might have done it for scale as a favor to somebody. In Switzerland? Maybe it was for a trip to Switzerland. Sure, I guess. Okay. Didn't check on this first, but technically, in a way, this is not really a John Cusack movie. Yeah. See, the movie originally shot in 2013 in the Czech Republic didn't include or involve him at all. <laughs> the movie was called Aurora, which actually makes more sense. Yes, it was about a small town in Illinois. No, it wasn't. Yeah, I'm Seeing sure it, it needed <laughs> Blocks, Mac. Do you want your blocks? You're not getting them. <laughs> Seeing a need of some kind, the makers of the movie shot it, waited four years, then filmed some stuff with Cusack, and just crowbarred him in. You know you're short on trivia, when the only other piece available is a list of the theaters, all eight of them that actually showed this in the U.S. Oh, oh dear. Yes. Uh, I, do, I would like to point out, Cusack didn't actually have to go to Switzerland. We don't know if he did, because all of his scenes are shot inside. It's true. We don't know. Yeah, it I'm going to go with don't care. Yeah, he, probably, he, might, he might have just gone to some local studio, shot a few scenes, emailed them over. Yeah. That really does seem to be it. Uh, so glad our listeners and commenters gave such good answers to our poll question as uh, otherwise the yeah, show Yeah, it's going to be a very short episode otherwise. Yeah. So, uh, John Cusack, oh trivia, movie trivia, let's get to the plot. <clears throat> yeah, let's. <laughs> John Cusack plays AI genius Elias Van Dorn, a mega brain that has come up with a handy daily use attack robot. <laughs> Doing so has not caused the human population to become more peaceful, though everyone's standard of living has increased. It has instead caused them to be more violent, though with the robots doing all the fighting, it's not entirely clear how this is the case. Well, that's all part of Van Dorn's plan. The next step, Kronos, not the password to syndrome system, but instead an insidious new form of AI that isn't explained very well, or is, at all. is to be released to an unsuspecting public all at once. It also manages to merge with Cusack so that he is Kronos, kind of, yeah. it's according to plan. Yeah. And as soon as it's released, it starts missling the population. Cut to 97 years later, <laughs> when nearly everyone is wiped out, with robots looking to destroy what little are left. A young man, Andrew, who has been getting on a bus before the robot apocalypse wakes up just as young as before wondering like us what the hell is going on where he is meeting up with katniss i mean kalia <laughs> who fills in the confused andrew with all the backstory he'll need he then decides to join her in her search for aurora and what is aurora why it's zion of course wait no no no, no. Uh, it's a near mythical city of peace and safety somewhere nearby oh it is zion <clears throat> after some run-ins with evil humans and robo killers they finally reach what is supposed to be aurora what they find is that somehow the humans have indeed made a place of safety on another planet yeah. evil cusack has seen this all along and will follow their trip to the fabled planet aurora so he can continue his evil plan of evil and stuff Except he won't, as that would take place in another film, and there definitely won't be another one of those. The end. The Lowdown. Max. Yeah. I know you hadn't heard of this film before. I had. Oh, really? I actually came across a channel flipping once. I see. 
And I watched about four seconds of it and went, nope. Wait, this was actually on like Cable. a place where people could see it? It was. It was in a place where actual human people could watch it if they wanted to. They could literally stumble onto something this dangerous. I mean, yeah, I know. It's, it's, I think, extremely irresponsible of my cable provider. And I wrote a very <laughs> long letter to them. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, we must keep our listeners in suspense about what we think of this movie. Yeah, I think this is going to be pretty obvious from the get-go. Yeah, it starts off telling us the rating of the film, and I noticed that it was rated PG for mild violence, which I think mild is a pretty good descriptor yeah, for a lot oh, of this film. Most of this film is mild. I yeah. mean, <laughs> like, you know, there's mild cuddling. Yeah, there's not even implied sex. Nope. Which is just as well as it turns out that... I don't, I'm, I don't care about spoilers. Andrew's yeah. a robot, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Because he's like 12. Yeah. No, he, well, he's supposed to be an adult. He's supposed to be, in a, according to his tombstone that we see in his flashback slash dream slash random scenes they filmed for yeah. no reason, he's about 22. 12. Um, he can't spell facial hair. Never mind, actually. Yeah. Grow any. Yeah, but, um, Katniss there. Sorry. <laughs> The only I mean, she looks just like her. Well, not really. Jennifer Lawrence is taller and way better looking. But this woman, the reason she looks like uh, we think Katniss is she's wearing sort of the leather outfit and she's carrying a crossbow. Yes. It's a dumbass weapon to walk around with for self-defense considering how slow they are to load. Well, and here's the thing, too. We can guess maybe only one sporting goods store was left <laughs> after the apocalypse and that's all they had. Yeah. But... Um, Considering the robots we soon go up against, a uh, crossbow bolt would do exactly no, nothing. Nothing, yeah. Yeah, but luckily, when our, our hero, hero, yeah. hero hmm, Andrew, hero, boy, that's a stretch of definition, uh, pops up 97 years later. Yeah. There's a nice round number. Yeah. Um, with no explanation, because we see him get on a bus. He literally gets on a bus in present time. John Cusack pushes the cube. cube we have the Cusack missile crisis. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, everything blows up. And the next thing we see is Andrew wakes up in a farmhouse somewhere. And he's yeah. exactly the same 12-year-old person. Same outfit, same everything. So there's a lot of suspense about, is he a robot? No, there's none. No. Actually, there's no suspense in this film none. at all. There is no suspense. There, there are a lot of scenes that you think, okay, this is supposed to be tense. It isn't. Yeah. But luckily, the first person he runs into happens to be beautiful, Having and all her clothes are young, perfect. Beautiful young woman, and apparently, ninety-seven years later, we still have hair care and skin care <laughs> products in great abundance. Well, luckily, he won't need any because he can't shave because yeah. he doesn't have to. Well, he um, did, you know, even without being a robot, I don't think he'd ever have to shave. No, but his hair is developing that Pike's Peak as things <laughs> go along. There's uh, a deeper. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, one of the there's a number of interesting explanations for things in this film, and one of of them in the overdub by Mr. Cusack. Yeah. Um, because there are robots, the standard of living went up. So I see introducing yeah. an expensive product automatically means that everyone's standard of living well, goes up. Not only that, it's pretty well established that if the standard of living goes up for everyone, which is what's implied, violence and crime go down. Yeah. Because that's usually a direct cause and effect thing is poverty and crime. And if you raised everyone's standard of living, I doubt we'd get more violent. That's just part they just didn't think about. It. Uh, Max, as with most of this, I, <laughs> I don't think you understand humanity the way the filmmakers uh, understand yeah. humanity. <laughs> so much of this film, you can tell, is grafted on afterwards. I swear, we don't know this, but the the voiceover from Katniss is not. It's very clearly was added later. It's that sort of Blade Runner. Oh wait, I think the audience is stupid. We'd better, you know, sushi, cold fish. <laughs> That's what my ex-wife used to call me. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Ford. That just also I know you didn't like that either. No, he did not. And it shouldn't have been in there. Yeah. Uh, but that's my opinion. Yeah, so if you get robots, hey, you can end war, except that you don't, because then there's lots more violence and wars and stuff, except the only thing we see fighting are the robots, so... Yes, yeah, so although we're told they, there are lots of civilian casualties and... Then they turn on Kronos, and Kronos basically is Skynet, because yeah. like Skynet, in Termin the Terminator movies, it goes, huh, well, the greatest danger to the world is humanity. Yeah. So humanity must die. And robots would think this because they were made by nature. Mm. Huh. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, apparently nobody who creates these globe-spanning, weapons-controlling AIs ever considers, you know, maybe we should put in 
in the basic programming, don't hurt anybody, we don't tell you to hurt. Yeah, if only somebody, you know, some, yeah. I don't know, smart person, scientist, science fiction author came up with like rules, know, laws, laws, of robotics laws would be or good. Something. Yeah, like, you wouldn't need that many, maybe three or four, I don't know. Hey, science fiction, look into that, would yeah, you? Yeah, And don't tell me we know, there mm-hmm. already are some. <clears throat> now, the one thing I will say, there are a couple of things, you know, as we're looking for positives in the movie, <laughs> so we can get ram chips. <laughs> There, there's a deeper one. The uh, scenery is very pretty. The yes, filmed in uh, rural Czechoslovakia. It's gorgeous. And Switzerland. Yeah, yes. and Switzerland. And there's this very cool castle that yes. they end up, which is a real place, mm-hmm. I assume. And uh, oh, eight hundred thousand dollars. It's real. Yeah, <laughs> and it's gorgeous. It just doesn't matter that no. it's gorgeous, and it has nothing to do with anything. Yep. We're outside it. We see it for about a minute and a half, and then it's all back into dark tunnels and blinking lights and so forth. Yeah, and um, technology. That, let's yeah. uh, let's talk about the acting. Oh, wow! You're mean. Yeah. Oh, I mean yes. Let's talk about the acting. Well, we can, we got to talk about our boy here. We got to talk about Cusack. We do. Um, John Cusack, bless his heart, <laughs> is uh, <laughs> you know there is phoning it in. And there's jotting it down on a post-it note, giving it to your assistant, who goes out, finds a random person on the street, gives them money for one to find one remaining phone booth, and they phone it in. And then they wipe with it. Yeah. <laughs> this, yeah. My f- initial impression, so my fourth note into the film, Cusack seems tired. Yeah. And I think he's tired of being in this film, and it's only been five minutes. Yeah, I, I don't know if he's tired of being, or he's just like, I don't want to do any more... Or movies, I need a break. And this does kind of lead us into what he's been doing lately. This. Yeah. He's been doing a lot of straight-to-video movies. Yes, VOD, Mm. um, video on demand. Uh, Although, in this case, nobody actually seems to have demanded it. (laughs) Um, He seemed tired. Uh, His voice seems a little husky to me. I don't know if that's... I don't think he's actually acting. I think he's just... That's natural. But he spends most of the, the film... He starts off being a, you know, some sort of mega super genius, you know. We know this because we're told he's a mega super genius. We never see or hear him do anything particularly smart. He just stands in this one room, literally one room. Yeah. Uh, My guess is they had him for an afternoon. Um, I hope, well, whatever. Um, There's other people in this film. They're Uh, there. Sure. Yeah, there's Robot Boy Andrew. Oh, yeah, and then there's Dr. Glow Skull. (laughs) Who was clearly he was clearly the original villain for the movie played by no one. Yeah. Uh, well, he might be famous in Europe. I don't know. He, yeah, he might have sold more records than uh, <laughs> the Beatles and Elvis in Greenland. I don't know. All you got to do is work in a record store. Yeah. Just yeah. But uh, no, there's no other actors in this movie. There are there are people who are in this movie. The young woman looks nice. The young man is inoffensive. Yeah, in that he, I'm not really interested kind of way. He has two facial expressions, bug-eyed and slack-jawed. And unfortunately, he's mirroring John Cusack, and we know he's doing this unconsciously because when he's filmed, it's, it will be four years before they even consider putting Cusack in the film. Because yeah. Cusack has this habit of letting his mouth hang open. I don't yeah. know. It, it's yeah. endearing to him, but this kid just looks like, uh... <laughs> and there's this whole thing about how he's supposed to be a robot, I guess... Um, he wasn't a robot, and then they made him one. It's supposed to be a big shocker twist plot point. Well, <laughs> that he's basically they they used him as a template and built they and built a T one thousand or what have you. Basically, built a robot, a, a Terminator, yeah. who was supposed to infiltrate human humanity and uh, find their way to Zion. to where Aurora, Aurora Zion. <laughs> Rivendell, whatever. <laughs> there wasn't even sweaty dancing. Yeah, and uh, you find your. I found myself asking, why did they need him? I don't know. They can track the the woman Calia. Uh, Katniss. Katniss, basically. They can, they've already shown they can track her. Well, and she's doing it with a cell phone. Why don't they just take her cell phone? It's a, yeah. There's a map on the cell phone. Yeah. Also, I don't know how she's charging this cell phone because. Been 97 years since there's been electricity. Yeah, 97 years. Um, and apparently, the best plan 
of Mr. Cusack, who does seem to meld with his own thing. Mm-hmm. Except there's one point where they actually show it's John Cusack from the waist up and then glowing pants below. Well, he's like a hologram. He walks through a table at some point. I guess, but whatever. Mm. Um, they decide that the best way to info- to figure out where Aurora is is to dig somebody up, make them... Somehow they have all the engrams or whatever one calls the memories yeah. and stuff, and they can make Robo-Andrew, who wakes up having no idea what's going on or what's happened, meets up with Katniss, the dumbest freedom fighter in the future yeah, ever. seriously. She is the only one who does not consider he might be a robot, even yeah. though in this whole human apocalypse, he has no idea what's just happened, yeah. doesn't need to eat, doesn't, doesn't get tired, yeah. and she's like, oh, you must be, or, oh, that's weird, you don't eat, oh, well, let's go to sleep, and I'll just not pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think she's been alone for a while, and... Uh, I think Katniss got to have it there because uh, she, she certainly very starts getting in very cuddly with him very quickly. Yeah, but it doesn't go any further than that, which no. is fine. I don't need it to I go mean, further. I mean, the the, the, the the closest thing we get to physical affection is at one point for no reason at all. He's they 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 turn on his kill switch and he starts strangling her and she kisses him to wake to snap him out of it and it works yeah and apparently i, I don't know all i'm i'm getting odd sort of david carradine autoerotic aspect <laughs> uh, is you know he's choking her and she's kissing him it's like okay this is i think you're making another movie here yeah well the funny part is if you look at all carefully you'll notice that his hand isn't even clenching but yeah no he's just sort of resting it on her neck but like we meet so later on so somehow she's managed to live through the apocalypse we don't know she says she has a father and they used to be and there's mm-hmm. a flashback where uh, there's her family, and apparently the rest of her family died, and her fam- her father got away, but he has a dog collar with a, I don't know, an, an apple tag on yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> and its last known position is on her cell phone, and she's going to try and find him. He's supposedly an Aurora, blah, 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 blah. So she's been born in the middle of this wasteland apocalypse, which actually looks pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, for an apocalypse, it's awfully green and pretty. Yeah, apparently Czech Republic's forests are like that. Yeah. But she has gotten so far on her own and yeah. not been killed. And we even see at one point they come across some other humans. And her initial reaction is, you shouldn't talk to other humans. Yeah. And we don't know why she decided to talk with Andrew. I mean, admittedly, it doesn't look very threatening. He doesn't, and he was alone. No. <laughs> uh, I guess. And the only other humans we meet are immediately assault them. and Right, because... And try to do naughty things. and Right. He, he hulks out. Sure. Or, yeah, not really a hulk, sort of. I, he dweebs out, <laughs> snaps ropes, beats beats them up with his awesome dweeb strength and his, <laughs> his, his mighty powers. pipe cleaner arms. <laughs> well, there's one where they've tied him to a tree mm-hmm. in, like, the most cartoon-looking rope you've yeah, ever seen. Seriously, it really looks like the way Elmer Fudd would secure Dr- Bugs Bunny <laughs> to a tree. And he's... It's not even particularly tight, and so we're sitting there waiting for him to lean forward and for the rope to fall off, which is essentially what happens. And then somehow, even then, she's still like, oh, I can't remember if she even figures out he's a robot then or not. Oh, that's right. right. He gets cut with a machete, except it doesn't actually cut his hoodie. Yeah, apparently. It just cuts it. Yes, apparently it uh, manages to phase through his hoodie and T-shirt and just cut his chest. So we can see weird glowy blue stuff. Yeah, and they go wandering off, and he's like, "I'm okay, I'm okay," and it's like, what, what, "How can you be okay?" And then only then she realizes he's a robot. <laughs> Which okay, and then yeah, there's other actors in this, and we don't care. And there's robots mm-hmm. in this, and they're fun. I mean, for the budget, I will say the special effects. Now that I know it supposedly cost eight hundred thousand, yeah. uh, they actually got a lot out of their eight hundred thousand. They did. The, the CG in it is. Competent. competent yeah it's we've seen really bad cg in many movies yes and this is adequate i mean yeah it's damning with faint praise but it's adequate it's what you would expect in 2020 yeah well, for that kind of money 2017 or 2013 yeah. really yeah um yeah and that's fine um but she, even when she figures out he's a robot, apparently, again, the whole plan is that he'll lead them to Aurora because they they're barely helpless to find it. It's like, oh, yeah. we cover the planet. We have robots everywhere that fly and float and zap and can counter dweeb powers. Yeah. But apparently we have no chance of finding 
this city of people. And even better, when you find out the answer, it's like somehow under your nose, humans have developed interspatial travel. Yeah, inter- inter- hyperdrive, <laughs> interstellar, Which they not interplanetary, right interstellar travel, and uh, have apparently gotten enough people... Uh, off Earth to start a fabulous civilization, which we see in beautiful CGI and matte paintings. Yeah, which quite honestly looks better than what we started with. Yeah. So they've been busy for 97 years. Yeah. Uh, it, so it doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't make uh, any, really. And we, at the beginning of the film, we're meeting some, some of the characters, uh, mainly uh, Andrew and his mother, who's apparently very ill. Although Max and I sat there and debated, yeah. is it his mother? Is it his wife? Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, and we decided on mother, and finally it turned out it was his mother. And she has a little robot pal. But like they just instantly kill everybody. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm not attached to any of those people. And, of course, yeah. I bring back uh, our 12-year-old hero. Um, I, Cusack, even plot-wise, I'm not sure what he brings to this film, but he has mm. none of his energy or personality in no. here. Um, I guess... I'm trying to think of how his presence makes more sense. If we cut him out and we just have... What did you call Dr. him? Dr. Glowskull. Dr. Glowskull. If we just had Dr. Glowskull, I think we'd have been fine. Yeah, you don't... Cusack really doesn't add anything narratively. What he adds is a name on the poster and the DVD box. And he's featured very prominently, which when you consider he's, what, on screen for 10 minutes, maybe? maybe. 15? And usually Tops. only for like... And just for, like, a scene. 30 to 90 seconds at yeah, a time. There, he's not there much. He makes some ponderous but very short speeches. Yeah. Th- most of which are just, as they say, laden with portent but don't have any actual meaning. I love you, portent! <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I, um, yeah. I, it's, mm. <laughs> no. We, we have a... I would like to take a moment and look at some of the other movies that Mr. Cusack has been doing. Oh, please, by all means. Around this era. Mm. Uh, so for the, uh, the last, I'd say, eight years, the only movie I recognize is Hot Tub Time Machine 2. Oh, yeah. Which he is in uncredited. <laughs> well, that's okay, because he was credited in the first one's here. Yeah. Entire episode on Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah. He, the last movie that, I, that he was in that I had actually heard of, was Lee Daniels, the butler. He plays Richard Nixon. Okay, I need to go back for a second. So you're telling me he did Hot Tub Time Machine 2, said, no, 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 take my name off that, but... (laughs) Yeah, but let his name be used here. Okay. But other than that, he's in, like, Cell, Arsenal, Blood Money, Distorted, River Runs Red, Never Grow Old, Pursuit. Ah, now, oh, Pursuit, I thought I had run across on cable, but I'm not Well, you ran sure. across on this tape, on cable, too, but, so that's uh, not saying much. Yeah, apparently he's been in some TV show called Utopia, which I'd never heard of. Mm-hmm. La- uh, in 2020, played Dr. Kevin Christie. I don't know what that is. He really hasn't done very much. Not, not in the last, like, ten years. And I have looked into this and can't really find an answer. And the thing that weirds me out isn't so much like maybe, because sometimes people do this. I give, we talked to this about this a long time ago, but um, Cameron Diaz got to a point, she said, you know what? I'm done with this. I want to walk off. I want to become, I am a mom. I want to pay attention to my kids mm-hmm. and be a family. And that's it. And she walked off and good for her. Yeah, but she just stopped making movies. Right. He has not. I, I think he's got Nicolas Cage syndrome. Well, what's that? Nicolas Cage syndrome is, he says yes to everything. Oh. says, you meet my price, I'll do it. I don't care what it is. Yeah, but $800,000 yeah, shouldn't be enough to cover him. And all I can figure, it, w- it was uh, a f- favor for a friend or a contract issue. Like, I'll do this movie, but, you know, in a co- because you've got me under contract to do 10 movies. And here's the weird thing. Somebody with Cusack's history, skill level, and really just resume... Shouldn't have to be in that position. Maybe, but think about it. Cusack is very talented. He's he's a, he's leading man stuff. Would you say he's an A list star? Yeah, I actually. You put would. him up there like with well, George the, Clooney, Brad Pitt. Let's put it this way: I would have up till about probably 2010. I, I would because I find him, I and mean, that's why I chose him for this. Now, here's the thing: Clooney as we will talk about next week, yeah. has done some real stinkers. Oh, sure. That I would argue are worse than this. 
Yeah, yeah. I, so, I, I know which one you mean, and I can't uh, disagree with that. Now, that being said, I think Clooney is also one of those rare exceptions where he starts out in television, and you think you know what you're going to get with Clooney, and then he will start surprising you and starts mm -hmm. taking on roles and, and does some acting that you did not see coming. Cusack, I will admit, I has never surprised me, even with being John Malkovich, which mm -hmm. I think was a really gutsy role for him to take, and he did very well in. I don't see as much of a range, but mm -hmm. I always feel comfortable with his acting until now. The other thing is, he doesn't do big-budget movies. The biggest one I can think of, and I think this is true, is 2012. Okay. He I mean, he did America's Sweethearts. He ended up, he had a, a hell of a cast, but that was not a terribly successful movie. Uh, Serendipity, which some people, which a lot of people like, but that's a rom-com. Rom-coms aren't big, aren't big budget or big earners. They except can be big earners. Very rarely, but Serendipity, I don't believe, was. Yeah, we didn't look into that one. I actually yeah. like that movie. Mm -hmm. I'll admit that's a, that's a guilty pleasure. Okay. But he's not, a, in, just in terms of box office... He's not a big name. And we found this out, which surprised both of us, that mm. the, the earlier p films that we picked, all of which were either we thought were big hits or yeah. very influential. They were not. They weren't. They didn't make a lot of money. In fact, no. none of the three of the ones we picked, actually, if you look at the tally sheets, were profitable. Yeah. Which surprised me a he, lot, because I think of him as, you know, a big star. Yeah. Maybe, he, not he as big is, as some, but... The thing mm, is, I don't think he is. Maybe not. He certainly isn't now. Mm. Um, I mean, in this film, it's more like to feel like the Cusack, to be <laughs> like, like the Cusack. That's a deeper. Yeah. And this film has all the suspense of a tuna fish sandwich. Mm. Um, I, you know, I wish we could come to a better conclusion with J uh, John Cusack. And the series has been, I think, in a way, very eye-opening. Because I get the way I thought of him turns out to not be... The numbers don't add up, let's put it that way. Um, we... You know, say anything. Very iconic role. Everybody knows him holding that boombox above yep. his head. Um, I really liked uh, both High Fidelity and that other film we talked about. His name I can't remember because hey, hey, what? Oh, Where Midnight are we? in the Garden of Yes, Midnight in the Garden of Murphy. But again, that one wasn't successful. I know, and it was a Clint Eastwood film. Yeah, and look who was in it: Kevin Spacey. Yeah, I yeah. know. But yeah. Jude Law, and just, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and you did, didn't remember it that well, and were pleasantly nope. surprised. Yeah. Um, and I, strangely, he just doesn't seem to translate into big money. So, I mean, I think of him as A-list star, but apparently he's not, mm. which is a, too, a damn shame, because if I were making a movie, I'd totally hire him. Yeah. He's one of those people who should be a star, but isn't. Yeah, and it happens. Yeah. Matt Dillon was poised to be mm. the next big thing, like Ethan Hawke or whatever, mm -hmm. something like that. And he was in tons of films as a teenager, very well-respected, um, everyone thought he was going to be big, and he just never did. Just mm. never ever came into anything. So I don't know. It happens sometimes. They're the people who are groomed to be big stars, or people think they're going to be big stars, and just something zigs where it's supposed to zag, and that's it. Yeah. Getting back to this particular film, um, we noted that it had a tiny budget. If you remember going back to our uh, series uh, before, when we talked about that French film, The Deep, mm. we noted how for what little money, I think it was like a million and a half or yeah, something, it was tiny chintzy. amount of money, it had the same problem. It looked really good. Yeah. It's just the writing was terrible. Yeah, they had no script. Yeah, and they didn't even have a tuna sandwich. Yeah. Um, here's the same thing. Where we have, what I wrote was, uh, this is kind of like The Matrix Goes Camping. <laughs> Yeah, the, the Matrix is a good uh, c comparison. I when uh, Kronos is talking or Kronos Cusack is talking or whatever, there's really I kept expecting it to go. I'll let you in on a little secret. I hate humans. <laughs> I think it's the smell, <laughs> just arguably the best scene in the Matrix as far yeah. as I'm concerned. At, le at least in terms of dialogue, I just Hugo Weaving walks away with every that movie so much. Yeah, and they still very much the overtones are stolen from the Matrix. Yeah. We, I yeah. honestly think she's meant to look like Katniss, so we're going to go yeah, with Hunger the, Games. There's a lot of... Di it grabs every kind of young adult, dystopian fiction, class, older science fiction. Terminator. I mean, the robots in there... Uh, my first thought was, oh, look, it's Ed's, Ed 209's <laughs> little brother, Ed 109. Yeah. And there's some, like, humanoid robots that mm. are obviously meant to be, you know, just helpers wandering they look, around. They look like from the Will Smith movie, iRobot. <laughs> 
Except they don't have those dopey humanish faces, which no. did not work, but yeah. whatever. Uh, I do actually have a talking point I would like to ask you before we get sure. too far off, off the beaten path. And oh boy, is it beaten. Um, assuming that there isn't an evil Cusack up there twirling his mustache and planning Kronos, which means time, which kept making me think it's time for this movie to be over, <laughs> would you, if it were available, have a robot pal? Oh boy. <laughs> You mean that kind of humanoid robot? Yeah, I mean, even the ones that we see don't aren't meant to look like humans. Yeah. They just walk and have two legs, two arms, the whole thing. They're there to help, and they're there to do, you know, chores. And I don't know. Uh, I, I need to see the proof of concept. I'd, I'd want to see them in action for a while. My initial thought is no. Why is that? Because I've seen too many of these damn movies. <laughs> and I know that these things are just waiting to kill me. Yeah. Hell, I don't even want a Roomba. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that those things are just waiting to go off and you know, take us all out at the ankles. I think I actually saw a YouTube video where somebody had taped a knife to a room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would believe it. Uh, no, I, I, the idea creeps me out. Honestly, if they didn't make them look human, maybe. Uh, but I, I don't know what I'd... It would depend what they could do. I would more be much more interested in an exoskeleton. Okay. So, like, if I got old and weak... That I could put on and still move around and pick things up and, you know, move normally. I mean, if your legs are weak and your eyes yes, are open, my, my ears are grizzled. <laughs> what about you? Would you want one? I, you know, it depends. I mean, yeah. I admit I'm a lazy person. Mm -hmm. And there's bunches of things I do not like to do. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, I do like things neat and tidy when possible. So if, like, depending on the cost, depending on what it was potentially able to do yeah um i don't see how that my having a robot makes everybody else's standard of living go up but whatever i would i would i would consider if the thing had an absolutely guaranteed kill switch oh yes you push this button and it will kill you no. <laughs> And not something like, well, you connect to it with Bluetooth and then hit the, like, no, I want it to have a pack of dynamite on its back that I can go over and light. Yeah. Yeah, and she throws around a couple of things that were supposed to be EM pulse bombs, and it's like, no. Yeah, okay. also, where did she get those? <laughs> first, the rope, it's not like, my first thought is, oh, she's stealing from the robot. Like, wait, why would the robots have weapons only designed to hurt robots? <sighs> I mean, why are you asking these questions? I don't know. It was just it was just dumb. It's like I've got a crossbow and an EMP generator. Yeah, which is the size of like a lantern flashlight. Yeah, so, yeah. Which, as we all know from Ocean's Eleven, is not possible. Yeah, and it's called a pinch. Anyway. Yeah, and it's nice to be working with proper villains again. <laughs> you, think, um, you think we need another guy? Uh, but yeah. uh, uh, I have a favorite quote from this film because remember, there's a lot of really amazing logic oh, yeah, and philosophy. This, is, and I know that yeah. you also appreciate this quote, but. I'd like to share this with our yeah. audience. That which cannot be found can be tempted. If that doesn't bring you and your <laughs> the film to a complete yeah. halt, with, huh? Like that. I, that I, I assume that's some the idea. If you can't find something, you can lure it out. But that sentence doesn't make any sense. I will find you, the, spelling corrector. I will uh, seek you out. <laughs> my the the other one I, that really got me in terms of just hokiness was in one of the voiceovers when Katniss is talking about finding Aurora. In Aurora, good was said to flourish. <laughs> oh, Lord. Because, you know, the robots are all saying, oh, though humanity is evil, and she's like, oh, yeah, all I see is evil in people, except this one place. I, yeah. You know, trust no one, except these kids. <laughs> well, we like to water good every day, yeah. so it will flourish and bloom uh, forever. Yeah. Yeah, so they steal from a bunch of different movies, and I'm not even going to say borrow or, or are inspired by it. They just steal. They, and not even steal. Rip off. There's yeah. a difference. Stealing can be done with a certain amount of respect. You know, good artists borrow, great artists steal. Well, then it's French. It's an homage. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, sorry, that hurt. Yeah. No, this is, this is tearing something out and carrying it wounded and bleeding to graft it into your movie. 
And even worse, they hand it to Katniss. She then explains it badly. Yeah. And Andrew stands there with his mouth open. Like, uh, that's pretty much the whole film. Yeah. And wandering through these lovely forests. Actually, did kind of make me want to visit the Czech Republic. Yeah, like, wow, like, this is pretty. This I is like nice. this. Right. I'm going to go to Switzerland and check out that castle. Well, or if it's in, in the Czech... I don't know where it is, but it's pretty cool. Um, I don't know if yeah. I have any more of these notes that... Uh, no, I, I, <laughs> mo I think most of the rest of my notes are just typing the word why over and over and over. Wow, 11 pages. Yeah, that's... Uh, you should cut down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All that uh, digital paper uh, you're using up. It's unfortunate that this, this brings us to the end of our focus on John Cusack. Yeah, and, you know, the hopes that something will turn around. And this has happened. We've seen actors that have had these dry periods often in their mid quote unquote middle ages that sometimes come back and do some amazing work. Yeah, I'm hoping that does happen. I hope this like he does a Samuel L. Jackson or yeah. even a John Travolta. Sure, exactly like those mm -hmm. people. Uh, and I again I really like John Cusack. There's a bunch of his films that I really like, but we should find out if this was <laughs> this was one of them. Yeah, yeah. Up. So Max, yeah. I know you hadn't seen this before. I had not. Because you'd avoided it because... I, oh, I wouldn't have let you do this if I had seen this before. <laughs> I would have just gone, find anything else. Well, now Max, that brings a question up that I yeah. hadn't considered before. What did you think of this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty... It's terrible. Yeah. It's badly made. It's badly acted. John Cusack... I can't even say he's wasted because he's barely in it. Oh, I think he's wasted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hey, I, I would make me feel better. If I found out that he was drunk or high the whole time, it's like, all right, at least he had some fun, and he probably, maybe he didn't even know he was in a movie. <laughs> he just thought, hey, look, man, there's some people with cameras hanging out here. Cool. Yeah. You know, this is this is bad, and yeah. it's uninteresting. There's, Except if you're really into scenery, and that you can watch about a minute and a half of, there's nothing to recommend this. Nothing. Yeah. It's not even so bad it's funny. No. It's just not entertaining. The only oh, the one thing I will say, it's comparatively short. It's about 92 minutes. Yeah. But Mike, I know you <laughs> felt completely differently. Well, you know, sometimes I do have to take that opposite point of view, mm -hmm. you know, so we can have a little, you know, interest some yep, a little, little, little back and forth cinematic conflict because sure. Lord knows there wasn't any in this film. <laughs> no, it was terrible. It was terrible. And Max is totally right. Um, it wasn't even so bad it was good. It was that boring kind of bad where you know everything that's going to happen. The only thing that didn't happen that I predicted was she wasn't a robot too, but who cares? Mm. Um, the sequel beg was, was atrocious. Ugh. It was almost like this entire film was a bad prologue to another movie you don't want to see. Yeah. Um, and there's films that are really terrible that we've enjoyed yeah. and we inflict them upon ourselves many times a lot of times mm -hmm. and this is just so annoyingly forgettable because what will happen is two or three years down the road something will for some unknown reason remind us of this and we'll go oh yeah that John Cusack film that's not a John Cusack <coughs> mm. um, we've seen Robot Holocaust before we don't care We're not, we don't get to know anybody long enough to care we see we see literally two people in the future we see Andrew and his mom and that's yeah. it and she's dying anyway so it's not as like a huge loss for us there and he's supposed to be a nice guy and then when he, when he comes back and it's 97 years later we're all just well we know he's a robot mm -hmm. it's 97 years he walks out of a farmhouse it's not like there's a force field around it or anything so nothing makes sense we have dumb quotes like that which cannot be yeah. found can be tempted um, and the whole idea that just having robots means that everybody's level of life goes up, except that there'll be robot wars that people aren't fighting, but robots are, which means that we're more violent as a species and uh, whatever. So, yeah, that's what we've got. Yeah, so Honestly, if you're going to watch a, a movie about a robot holocaust, go watch Robot Holocaust. Don't. <laughs> well, watch or the you'll be Science. stuck in the room of questions. You and your daughter are doomed. <laughs> Now, if you want to watch a movie about yeah. Robot Holocaust, watch T1 or T2. Yeah. You know, yeah. honestly. Or if you want to watch The Matrix, watch the one Matrix film they ever made. Just the one. <laughs> yeah. um, or heck, even watch the first Hunger Games. I never watched yeah. after that, but I like them. Yeah. Or watch all three, and together you'll get this film, yeah. except way, way, way better. Yep, yep. But we're going to go over the uh, poll question again, because yeah. uh, we want people to be able to answer that. This is a big one, because next week mm. we're going to be, well, we'll get to that in a sec. Well, obviously we're, you already know, but... Help us out, won't you? We would like to know 
What is your favorite filmic representation of Batman? And to do so, you can get back to us via email. You can mail us directly at us at maxmikemovies.com. You can go to our website and find all of our previous episodes at maxmikemovies.com. Not like I don't know our own website, where you will find all our separate episodes where you can leave comments and suggestions, um, all sorts of cool, nasty things, whatever you'd like to say. We have, in fact, taken suggestions for series in the past, movies we should see, and, in fact, coming we're, up soon. Yeah, we're, we're still hoping that uh, you guys will help us out. We're doing another focus after Batman that I'm choosing, and uh, we're going to do another focus on uh, of an actor of your choosing. Yep, and you've already given us some great suggestions. Yep. We're probably going to go through those and uh, decide how we're going to pick. But if you have any other last-minute ones, by all means, there is still time. I'm hoping for a, hoping for a big write-in campaign for Cash Flag. <laughs> Yeah, the lemon drop kids, yeah. sure. Uh, hey, you know, you can find us on social media as long as that social media is limited to Twitter because the Elon has not yet caused a big mm -hmm. problem by buying it or Facebook, where we are both Max Mike Movies. And, of course, lastly, if you like to listen to podcasts, which who doesn't, then you will find us on pretty much any podcast you can find because a podcast app you can find because there we are. But to be like the Elon, <laughs> to live like the Elon. <laughs> We get a lot of mileage out of Robot Monster. We do. And the Zillion Bubble Machine. But yep. next week, next it's a week. big show. Yes. Yes. We are, because next week, we are vengeance. We are the night. No, we're, we're, we're not the podcast you deserve, but we're the podcast you need. Uh, it's complicated. <laughs> Don't forget the fabric song. Yeah, yeah. Um, next week, our 200th episode, which means Max and I have been doing this for 12 years. Yep. Yep, 12 years. I thought it was Max, 15, but sure. Max Mike Movies yep. gets to 200. Last time we had a big episode, we took on all of Star Wars. The whole thing. Well, just the number well, of movies and... Um, uh, did we did we do Rogue One and Han Solo? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. So we didn't do any TV shows or cartoons. Nope. Next week, it's just Max and I, but we're taking on we're taking on Batman mano e mano, which does not old mean what chum. you think it means. <laughs> it's hand to hand. Yeah. Um, we old chum indeed. There's good. There's a lot of old chum in yeah. Batman's history. <laughs> Uh, we're starting off, we're going to be going, touching on yep. touchstones all the way back to 1943. The Batman yep. himself shows up in 1939 in Detective Comics, number mm -hmm. 27. Not exactly the Batman we have today. Nope. Uh, too good. Blam! Blam! <laughs> yeah, lots of killing. Take that, Joker. But we're not going to be looking at the comic books. We're not going to be looking at the novels. Are there any? Probably. Oh, uh, go oh, good heavens. Yeah, we're not looking at the novels. We're not looking at a lot of the animated movies. We'll be talking about the shows. Yes. Um, and we're going to be talking about the Batman yeah, from 1943. All the way, all the way up through. 2022. Yeah. Oh, well, does it, no, did it come out in 2021? I think it was 2021 is when The, the Batman. Batman, the last no, one. No, it was 2022. No? It's, it was this year? Yep, okay. because I went to the theater to see it. Right, we're the, going all the way The up, Batman. Always, all the way up to this year where we're going to see Emo Batman. Yeah, and we hope you will join us for that and uh, answer that poll question yeah. so we can find out. And hey, let us know why you like that particular version Yeah, what of is it about that that does it for you? But next week, we will all put on our cape and cowl and yep. punch crime right in the nads. <laughs> Pow! Zap! Ow! Biff! This has been a co-production of The Voice of Max and The Movie Wrench.